This episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games and have it mailed to your house. For a free 30-day trial, visit geektherapy.com slash Gamefly. Welcome to GT Radio, the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Ali Matu. Hey, everyone. Lara Taylor. Hey, guys. And although she hasn't seen Infinity War, Lauren Keller. Hello. And today we're going to talk Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, the 19th Marvel Studios movie. Full spoilers ahead. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? O M G. <laughs> I think my sister asked me what I thought of the movie. I said, I think this is one of the, if not the most fun, exciting, and engaging movie I've ever seen in my life. And I stand by that. Although it was only like four hours ago. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I had concerns going in. There's like a bazillion characters, right? That's an accurate count, like a bazillion. And um, I was worried about how well the storylines would flow and they nailed it. Um, I could follow everything and not get lost. Um, now, I don't know if anyone who hasn't watched the previous 18 movies... <laughs> No, that is that is if if this movie has any flaws at all, it is that if you did not see the eighteen movies were the prologue to this movie because it <laughs> picks up yeah it picks up right at the end of the Ragnarok and references pretty much everything. I feel like though that there's enough explanation that if you missed a few here and there, you could still get what was going on and get the emotional impact of everything that happens you you could but this, this movie really relies on you loving a good chunk of the characters and that's why right. i loved it i i loved it because it was so uh so rewarding for anyone who's been watching these films to see these different combinations of characters now coming together to see Thor and Star-Lord meet to see Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Um, and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Doctor oh Strange. Gosh. Oh, so many combinations. I love all of that. Uh, I love this movie because it was, to me, this was a Marvel comic books event done on the big screen. And I was, I was all in. Yeah, no doubt. Like, this is the most comic book movie ever. And and it was an event, right? There wasn't, there was no setup at the beginning. Like, <laughs> no, they went it. right into the story, right in. Again, it was right after Ragnarok. Uh, the Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like it could be like you know, like those Star Wars cuts where they put Rogue One like right into A New Hope. Like you could mm-hmm. do the same thing with Ragnarok to to Infinity War. You oh, might have missed a couple minutes because at the end of Ragnarok, everyone was still alive. But They were. Um. They were. <laughs> so there's no order that I want to talk about, but I am so happy that that Thor got, like, every all my complaints they about the Ragnarok. Uh-huh. No, that all my complaints about the Ragnarok, now I can take him back, right? Ali because and I were talking we were about that. About yes, that. yes. <laughs> we were back chatting. So to, to, to rewind for people who didn't hear that episode, what were your complaints, Josue? Or what so, was your concern? So Thor went through so many losses, right? And I don't even mean like our grief episode from last week. I mean, back when we talked about the movie, it just, it bothered me so much that this character lost his mom at the end of the second one. And then in this movie, right at the beginning, he loses his father and he thought he had lost his brother, but then he realizes that his brother was just 
lying to him and then he loses all of his best friends lady sif was the only one that wasn't in the movie but all his friends that he he grew you know like he spent hundreds of years with died in the movie almost then, all of his people <laughs> all of his people his actual <laughs> land died right like his asgard hammer. was actually destroyed his yeah. hammer everything meow, meow. everything and he lost an eye right yeah. it was like yeah. All of that. And then throughout the whole movie, he's just cracking jokes. And it's like there, there wasn't even a moment for him to breathe and just contemplate like everything that had just happened. So and now that you've seen the error of your ways, <laughs> can you admit that I was right about him using humor to yeah. push through his grief in Thor I disagree Ragnarok. with that. I still disagree with that. Okay, Rocket Raccoon is probably my favorite character out of everybody in the Marvel Universe. And watching him, who is supposedly this heartless, like, what's-in-it-for-me guy trying to help Thor through this grief. And you see him go through... You see Thor go through, like, all of his losses, and he's feeling sad. And then he starts cracking jokes again and then goes back to being sad. And I think that is your glimpse into... The whole time it was a facade and he was trying to put on a good face and and make jokes because he couldn't he couldn't stop to let himself feel those things because he had to save Asgard in Thor Ragnarok. Um, Laura, I completely agree with everything you just said. One hundred percent. Just want you to know. I love it. Yeah, except that from Thor two to Thor three, he's a completely different character. And I don't think it's because of that. Okay, so so Lara's favorite was, was Rocket Raccoon. I want to know what Ali and Josue's favorite favorite characters in this particular movie. Who was your standout? I I don't I, I don't I can't answer that. Question. I can't answer that. I, I can I, I can tell you my favorite combinations of people. Um, I think this movie. This movie is like the best Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it nails those characters, especially as they relate to. Thor and then also as it relate to Iron Man and Spider-Man and then back on Earth towards the end. Um, I love Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Iron Man, especially because Doctor Strange and Iron Man are like the same character, um, mm-hmm. at least the way that they've been done. Um, I really loved all of that. And you know what I was so surprised by is is two things. One, I didn't think they were going to pull this off, but they actually gave... Thanos a pretty good arc and I kind of I really was bought into a story I liked him and then I was so surprised by Scarlet Witch and Vision uh I really uh bought into their relationship too so when you only have a glimpse of it in the other movie yeah but it works so much more here it's just um uh, that's that's the thing, Lauren. Is I I can't answer one question, but I, um, just seeing the different combinations here, uh, I loved it. Now the star of this movie is Thanos. This is a Thanos movie uh-huh. through and through. Totally. I mean, they end the movie with Thanos will return. Yeah. Yeah. The Avengers will return. Yeah, just pouring salt into your wound when that appears on the credits. It's better like, than half of the Avengers will return <laughs> in the next movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they're still <laughs> Avengers, and there's still a good number of them. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is so weird. So, Lauren, you didn't watch the movie, but like, 
a lot. So Thanos pulls off the thing that we were talking about in the Slack, which is that half of humanity disappears. Wait, is this like they just poof disappear or kind so, of? Yeah, kind yeah, of. So pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So actually, so so I'll, I'll explain that in a second. But so the yeah, yeah. So that's his goal to kind of he essentially he's saying the world, uh, the universe is overpopulated. So he goes from planet to planet and wipes out half the population to balance things out and. He feels that that is an effective way of saving different planets. His planet, they didn't do that, and it was destroyed. But then Gamora's planet, he did do that when he took her, and he says that the the children don't starve, they don't have, they aren't poor, everybody is happy, Thanos, except half their people are dead. Thanos is such a he's so motivated to prevent excess, which is like really interesting because this movie is such excess <laughs> it's like every character but um it is you're totally right it is his film and that was like a big concern i had um going into this movie is the mcu hadn't really developed his storyline too much we had seen him in guardians we'd seen him in post credit scenes but we didn't really know much about him and this movie just really fleshed him out and i was so so surprised by that and so he wipes out half of the people in the universe. One person I thought going in was going to die, died. Who? And not at the end. Gamora? Uh, Gamora. I, I thought, I, I had a feeling. I had a I feeling. I didn't see that coming. I had a feeling. One of the ones that got me the most was Loki. Because I really mm. like Loki and I want a Loki movie. Um, mm-hmm. And... Right out the gate, I was like, okay, that's how we're starting this movie. I don't even have to wait for a bloodbath later on. It's like, That was like five, ten minutes in, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But toward the end, when we see who's disappearing and who's not, nobody that I thought was going to go went. And everyone I thought was going to stay, stayed. So, Or, Or everyone I thought was going to stay left and disappeared on on our slack channel i was kid i kept kidding about like how 20 characters are going to die in this movie i thought it was going to be like one or one or two were actually going to die no there were that many deaths and um i have to say the one that really got me if i think too much about it makes me emotional emotional is spider-man mm-hmm. um because as we've we've seen this wave of characters die off and in my theater People were screaming every time one of these characters died. And a good number of them have been killed off. And you're kind of wondering, who's it going to be? Black Panther, gone. You know, Captain America, gone. Um, Captain all- America... Well, Captain America's not gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Bucky's gone. Bucky's gone. Bucky's gone. Yeah, so the original Avengers from the first movie, they're all still alive. Did Thor? I thought... No, no Thor's No, Thor stayed. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Thor stayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Black Panther gone um bucky gone and then um it the camera eventually comes to peter parker and he turns to tony stark and he says i don't want to go please mr stark let me stay i don't want to go i don't want to go it was just seeing you know because he's a kid he's in high school that was a very Um, manipulated uh, like it was uh manipulation at at its best because his uh death took the longest out of everyone yeah. He was like, nobody oh, else I don't words. feel good. And then, yeah, it took him a long time and he felt it coming. And then at first you were like, is he disappearing? I thought they were going to, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, because it, it, because it took so long that I thought that the ashes on him were just ashes from other people. 
Yeah. But then no, it was it was for real. There was another moment where the movie uh played with us a little bit where we think Thanos has killed Iron Man, which was the death I was really predicting. Mm-hmm. And um Doctor Strange pleads with him, um, says, I, I will give you the time gem if you spare his life. Which I'm thinking when he was doing all those, uh, uh, he was looking at all, all the possible futures and there's only one future out of what? how many ever million. I'm sure that's what's playing out. Right. Yeah, they're going to need knows. Iron Man. Yeah. 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 He was like, I have to sacrifice myself. Yeah. No, uh, thinking about it, I think Doctor Strange is probably my favorite one from the movie. He, uh, yeah. I, I, I liked, liked him, him a lot. I think more so than in the Doctor Strange movie, I think this... I really liked his interactions with everybody and just like, I know what I'm doing. Iron Man, you're stupid. <laughs> but I do, I, but I do, I do like Iron Man, but I don't like, he's not my favorite. But I think I've always been a cap person. And I, I said Rocket's my favorite, but it's because he's a cute raccoon. I don't, I can't really, he is my favorite, but in this movie, I feel like emotionally, probably Thor. I, I, mm. yeah. Who's, whose death was most yeah. impactful for all of you? There's some different different ways you could say impactful. So when you asked how they disappeared, so I think this is something that they did really well. Like I was thinking about how my niece for her seventh birthday, she, you know, they're, they're basically renting out a theater. She's going to see it with all her friends. And I was thinking, whoa, in the last 10 minutes of the movie, there's a lot of people that just disappear, that die. Those but really, kids are all going to be sad. <laughs> but like, they don't fall dead. They, their heads don't explode. They don't bleed out, right? They kind of fade away. They turn into like ash that falls yeah. to the ground or dust. Yeah. And so I think that that eases it a little bit. Every death that we saw was like, you could feel, oh man, this person's gone. They're, but I, I like the visual of them mm-hmm. kind of fading away. I like that a lot. Other than, except for the deaths we have earlier in the movie with Loki and Heimdall, and Gamora. I think Gamora's death for me was, I would say, the most emotionally impactful. But like when I think about the one that I was like, oh, damn, what is that going to mean, was T'Challa, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. He faded away. Everybody that faded away, I'm like, eh, they're going to come back. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the, so some people are, some people could say, well, you know, the, like, do any of these deaths matter? The stakes of this movie, blah, blah, blah. But this is a comic book event film. And so in many comic book events, the, a bunch of characters are killed, but then they're like, they are brought up, they're brought back. And it's either refreshing the universe with some new rules or some new ways of doing it, or it's just a celebration of it. So I don't think any of these characters are coming back. And here's where I'm going to say, um, Kevin Feige and Marvel might have made a mistake. Uh, we know there's a Black Panther too. We know there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out. We know all the Guardians of the Galaxy. There's yeah. only one left. Yeah, and there's a Guardians <laughs> Volume Three that's coming out in 2020 or something. So and ro- it's going to be all Rocket all the time. It'll be my favorite movie. <laughs> Yay! Actually, that would be pretty cool. Um, so that takes away a little bit from this moment but i was always okay with that because i i figured this is this is an event and this is a part one and there's going to be a part two and people are going to come back and still you had the moment of watching the emotional impact yeah. of these people like 
even before so before they all disappear and when scarlet witch has to destroy the vision and it's killing her you can see the pain in her eyes and it's killing her and then it was for nothing and i w- i think that is also <laughs> one of the other back. quote unquote real deaths though right um, right but because- then watching the fact that she she doesn't have to live with it cuz she disappears she doesn't mm. have to live with that but the last thought in her head is i've failed and it was for nothing. And they've Maybe. all failed. Yeah. And so, like, this movie is so much from the hero's perspective about sacrifice, and everyone is sacrificing something. All of these characters are. And it hasn't worked. They all gave it their all, and they lost. The bad guy won. The bad guy it's won. It's been a long time since I saw a movie that ended with the the bad guy on the beach in a vacation spot smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what happened. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there was a, there was a lot of deaths. There's a lot of deaths that we didn't see. Like Xandar was apparently Oh yeah. Uh, you know, obliterated uh, nowhere was is mm-hmm. done. A, a lot happened even during this movie that we really didn't get to see or like in the lead up to. The it. forge um all the the people all in the, the dwarves, forge, yeah, yeah they're yeah. gone. Except yep, yep. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Except Peter Dinklage, yeah. I and I think something they did really well because it could be heavy handed, um, was use humor to lighten right. things up. The 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 one liners in this in this movie were amazing. Um, Okoye being like, Why was she up there the whole time? <laughs> about Scarlet Witch when she comes down and just destroys everything that was coming at them. The the look on her face when Hulk trips. Oh, yeah, so like, good. really? <laughs> um, uh, Thor complimenting Captain America's beard. Right? I'm surprised no one made a comment about um, Black Widow's hair. Like, Oh, yeah. Really? Really? Uh, so I will say, like, one of the things that I didn't like is I, I wanted more Captain America and Black Panther. Um, but, 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 but I know there's a part two coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a feeling there's going to be a lot more Captain America in part two. Um, it was just so nice. There's a moment where they're running to the battle, Captain America and Black Panther, and like they're running with the armies, and then suddenly they're going like twice as fast, and you're like, oh yeah, they're kind of like superhuman. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I just wanted more, more of those characters, but it's coming. I I think we've had a lot of Captain America throughout, and I think that this movie had so many characters and had to balance storylines. And they did a really good job about giving each person the right amount of screen time, in my opinion. Um, I really liked the fact that the women got a lot of screen time um, because there are fewer women. There are more now, but there are fewer than men in, yeah, in the true. Marvel Universe. And one of my favorite parts was the, the basically the girl fight where like um, the the bad guys like to Scarlet Witch, you're going to die alone. And then uh, Black Widow's like, She's not alone, and her and Okoye can just go at it, and it's really Oh, cool. that was awesome. It was so awesome. Oh, I love this movie. So I enjoyed the movie, and I, I want to see it again, and I, I will see it again repeatedly. But <laughs> the whole thing on Wakanda, there's a butt coming. The whole there's thing on Wakanda, why did nobody just take the stone from Vision? Like, why was Vision more valuable than all of those Wakandans that died? Like a lot of people don't sacrificed lives. Their lives. Don't trade lives. A lot of people died to save Vision. But if you're Star Lord, you do make you have a hard time 
controlling your emotions and you basically lose the whole galaxy or the whole universe half people. right because it all they almost had the glove off they almost, they almost had, the had it off freaking star lord but that's like star lord being star lord that's such a star lord and move. captain yeah. america being captain america he's yeah, yeah he's but, not gonna he's sacrifice. Totally, but he's totally. one guy and and t'challa's like oh yeah i'm just gonna put all my people in danger and tons of them are gonna die because a lot of wakandans died to save to save vision to save one guy like if Doctor Strange would have been there, he would have been like, "No, this is stupid." Let's. Doctor Strange right gave now. them gave Thanos the time gem. Like, yeah, but he did it because, again, like like we established before, that's the like he saw millions of different possibilities. He knows that they can win, and to win, he had to do that one thing. Like he has he this foresight. Just, but he before that, even before that, he could have destroyed the time gem or yeah. gotten rid of it. Yeah. Even before that. Josue, you mentioned how Doctor Strange was your favorite in this movie, right? One thing I want to, since you just brought him up again, what I loved about Doctor Strange is this is fully leveled up Doctor Strange. Like, this is not... Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this is him doing all of his stuff. What I liked about this movie is it was pretty much all the characters, like, leveled up. Um, With a few exceptions, Hulk for some reason does not want to come out we don't know why What's... i was like he's scared that so i thought we sort of dealt with that in ragnarok um i thought we sort of figured that stuff out but apparently not and spider-man is also figuring out the suit but he's he's still kicking butt he's this isn't spider-man homecoming i just love seeing all these characters do their thing and not try to this is not a um this is not a introduction movie to any of these characters. We know these characters; they know themselves, and they are they're rising to the occasion. I loved that. Yeah, I mean, but it's something you couldn't do unless you had all that background. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Warner Brothers tried it with Justice League, but yeah. Well, one of the things that um, about the the Batman character, right in the in the new movies, is like we've already had enough Batman movies. We don't need to redo his origin again. So let's just start him off. As Batman, they sure. didn't need to do that origin again, and that's kind of like th- that's how it is here, right? But we had we've seen all their origins before. <sighs> Man, yeah, the whole movie, I was like, I can't believe what what's happening, and I'm I'm glad. Like I'm I'm thinking ahead to the next one. I have no idea where it's gonna go. It's gonna be I don't know if they're gonna fill in the gaps with more new characters. Like we know Captain Marvel is coming. Oh, that was she'll the, be in the I was gonna one. say that's my favorite part of the movie. Forget the <laughs> the girl fight, the the end scene. I was like, no, 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 Nick Fury, no, no, don't take him, don't take him, don't take him. And then that was oh, perfect. That scene oh, was perfect. Captain Marvel and I, I literally like what, cheered in the in the theater and started clapping. Like, and it, oh. it, it was like a, off of like a pager too, because <laughs> it the was like Captain this, Marvel like... movie is going to be in the eighties. Oh, yeah, in the nineties, right. I think. Nineties, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like old tech to get a hold of her and bring oh, her back. Oh, that yeah. is when she leaves. So cool. Yeah, like at the end of the movie, I'm sure she'll leave him with that pager. You know. With that Cree technology right. in there, mm-hmm. just to make right. sure it reaches the other side of the galaxy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, can we can we talk about what's what's to come a little bit? Because where was yeah. Ant Man? They said that he and Hawkeye left because their family they weren't doing anything because their families uh, were in danger, and it was hard yeah. on their families. I mean, yeah. he has a little kid. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe the because the next Marvel film is Ant Man and the Wasp. And then I think we have Captain Marvel, and then we have Avengers 
the untitled Avengers sequel. Which was originally going to be Infinity War Part 2. And and we can hypothesize about what, what that might be now. Um, I wonder if Ant-Man and the Wasp will give us a little bit of a sense of what he's been doing while some of these events have been unfolding in Infinity War. That would be kind of cool. I'll add something additional to that, which is if it's all connected, right? I would like to see this be reflected on all the shows. Like, oh yeah, half the people in the world disappeared. How does that affect Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Runaways, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, are they going to uh, address that or, or not? I'm only halfway into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the most recent season, and I mm-hmm. don't know if that would affect things right now. I haven't watched yeah, the so, second half. Yeah, yeah. So, so that first half of the season, you're like, oh, I wonder if this happens post-Infinity War, right? Like, is this is this kind of what happens? But now that we've seen Infinity War... I'm not going to say anything else about Shield. But yeah, yeah, don't don't cuz I'm I'm trying to catch up on it right now. So. Cuz Shield has been really good like like right after Winter Soldier, the episode after, they they Sh- dealt with the Shield aftermath. was done. Shield yeah. was gone. They were watching on the news as the helicarriers were 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 falling. And, and that was amazing, right? Like it, they really felt connected. But the the Netflix shows, Runaways has only had one season. They only have mentions of what happens in the other movies occasionally. They like Just evoke like, yeah. they evoke what's happened. Yeah, like, like yeah. hey, that big green guy or like right. yeah. <laughs> Except Shield, right? Which has which has dealt with stuff directly. But, but it, it has to, host. It has to. Like half of the population on Earth is gone. Well, that's my point. I mean, if at the end of Avengers 4, they just do a reset, and then it's just a reset. Like, will people remember? Will, will T'Challa remember that he disappeared? I don't think it can be a reset. So here's my theory. Um, I have I have two ideas. One is they just somehow use time travel and go back and, like, uh, get Th- uh, Thanos. But the other thing is these people might not be dead. Like, they, they sort of, like, disappeared, but maybe they disappeared to something else like the soul gem seems kind of i don't know like maybe it's like stolen their souls i don't know like i'm not quite sure that these people died as much as they might be somewhere else i don't know my my wife has read the infinity gauntlet comic um and after the movie last night, I kept saying things and like hypothesizing, and she's like, "They're probably not going to make it the same." But the 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 comic that she was reading, the the graphic novel, starts at the end, like where where the movie ends. And so I would say things, and she would be like, "Well, but who says it has to be him that has to do it?" Or like talking about Thanos, or like. Something about, like, you can only defeat Thanos if he wants to be defeated. Um, and, like, I'm just like, what is... I want to read this because I know... The Infinity Gauntlet makes things complicated. Right, right. <laughs> so Civil War, the comic, and Civil War, the movie, were were very different but did parallel each other. The themes, um, I, I would yeah. say, are, are, are there in both. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, maybe I'll read this thing and, and, and figure it out in the comic. Um, Thanos is not as noble in his, in his, he's not trying to help the universe. <laughs> so, he's got a crush so, on death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he, it's more, it's 
a more adolescent type of motivation. He's he's trying he's trying to ask her to prom basically, and like she said no, so I'm gonna impress her. <laughs> Which I think the movie actually improves on. And and speaking of death, um, was everyone else here really surprised and loved uh, seeing Red Skull again? Yes. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it answered it answered a question that you know people have had for for years. Like, I recognized the happened? voice, and I was like, "Where have I heard that voice?" And it's then, not <gasps> Hugo Weaving. No, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, he did oh. a good Hugo Weaving impression, though. He yeah, did really yeah. good. He, uh, yeah, I yeah, thought it was yeah. Agent Smith for a moment again. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, and that's one of those things. Like, oh, remember this movie you saw nine years ago, and this this thread that we <laughs> that we hadn't uh, addressed. Here you go. But that's like it was such good fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the future, I don't, I don't know. And and before you were talking about like, well, we know that all these movies are getting sequels. I mean, I know this isn't going to happen, but technically, the Guardians of the Galaxy is an evolving team, so it could be Rocket and Nebula uh, and a new team. It could be Miles Morales as Spider Man. It could be Shuri as Black Panther. Like all these things have happened in the comic books, especially around events like this, where they take That's advantage true. of those moments and oh. then they do something. None of that is going to happen because yeah. I think in the movies they they played it safe for a reason. I think that if you would have killed off any of the main Avengers, it's already such a cliffhanger, and you already basically defeated everybody and left everybody in such a state like. I'm sure there are people who are like, I don't give a shit anymore because like this, like I, I hated this. But if you go and you kill those, like the main five also that you've been with for so many years, I think it would have been too far. And and I'm sure they, they discussed that. So, I, but I have no idea Captain Marvel and then who else? Like, and then are they going to stay on earth next time? Is it, because I feel like this is, by bringing Captain Marvel into it, I think it's going to be more of a, even more of a space movie. Because right. why would you come back to Earth? What what is there to do there? There was actually not that much Earth here. Wakanda. We were in New York a little bit. We were in Scotland a little bit, and then we were in Wakanda. But we were on. There was a lot of co- half the movie was cosmic, but half the movie was Earth, and that is one place versus like five other planets. <laughs> because half the the Infinity Stones were there. That's there was true. a reason. That's true. There's no reason. So now, like the Avengers need to need to go after Thanos. Thanos is somewhere else. What I want that is beach he was chilling on was not in Florida. <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome no, if he not. just goes to Fort Lauderdale after all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and retires with here. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So I think a Nova, like by having Xandar destroyed, that sets up a really good, like it sets up a motivation for Nova because basically Nova is just one of the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Right. So if a lot of them died and then one of them like steps up to have revenge, then absolutely. Like I'm, I'm, I've been thinking when Captain Marvel shows up, does she show up with a crew? Right. You know, or does, does she show up alone? Because she's been in space. She's been doing all sorts of stuff and stuff that we we probably won't even get in that first movie. Like that first movie will probably be I mean, it is an origin story. It'll probably be mostly on Earth. In the comics, she she dates Star Lord, so maybe he will console when they eventually come. A lot of people date Star Lord. Yeah, but but when <laughs> but when they, when they repoof and they're back in the world, right? Maybe uh, he will con- console himself. There's with, a uh, lot. There's a lot of uh, little things I'm waiting for. Like we, um, Star Lord did not go back to Earth. We didn't get that moment yet um we didn't get chris pratt and chris evans meeting so the chris's still need to like come to each other do they need to yes they do we had the other chris's (laughs) we had the other chris's we um we also never saw the avengers assemble 
all the Avengers were never together. We didn't get the Joss Whedon money shot of all the Avengers doing something awesome. No, we had them all standing there mourning. When when were they all mourning? At the end. Was Iron Man back on Earth? Oh, no, he was not. No, yeah. he was the only one. He they, was the only one not there. They they have not assembled. And if, and if he and Captain America were in the same place, they would have punched each other's faces again. So that's, that's the <laughs> other thing is um, there wasn't... There was just like a line related to Civil War and there was just one line related to Hulk and uh, Black Widow and their relationship. There uh, was not a line to where there was a whole scene where they were going to be court martialed. Like, you better arrest him and talking the whole thing about Civil War. Yeah, and General War. Ross was there. Yeah. And then there yeah. was like, oh, we don't talk because things happened and the okay, Avengers okay. broke no, up. No, you're right. There, you're right. There was a lot more with Civil War. But um, I guess not so much with Hulk and Black Widow, which, you know, they left off in a really weird, weird place. Um, I would have liked a little bit more there. And they started off in a weird place. That was one of those yeah. things where it's like, apparently they had a romance off camera and then <laughs> right. we, got, we were there in the middle of it. Right. Like when Thor went and got those stand-up comedy lessons. Mm-hmm. He started taking improv. <laughs> he ta- started taking lessons. He was hanging around with Tony Stark. I mean, come on. Or Loki. Loki's a uh, And know, Loki mischief. too, yeah. yeah. But no, because no. Loki was dead. Yeah, he didn't know Loki was alive. They weren't hanging out. He's, he might have saw, uh, seen a few more of Loki's plays. <laughs> that could have been the case. This episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly. I, I love Gamefly. Over the years, I've tried out a lot of new games using Gamefly. This is this is great for all of you students out there who, who can't afford to buy games all the time. You know who you are. Uh, one of my favorite things is that uh, if you want to keep the game you've rented, you just use the keep option. So like you look at your queue, you pick keep, and then Gamefly mails the box and instruction manual to your house. So you just keep it, and then you rent another game. You can also buy used games. They have a streaming service, lots of stuff. If you want to play more games, I definitely suggest you check out Gamefly. You can start a free 30-day trial by visiting geektherapy.com slash Gamefly or use the link in the show notes. Again, that's geektherapy.com slash Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games in Gamefly's library. All right, back to the show. All right, guys, so so there's, we'll touch on a few more things, but let's let's step into the question queue. Question queue! Everybody can write into the question queue at geektherapy.com slash QQ and uh, send your comments or questions. First, I just want to say thank you to Oscar, who wrote in and had some very nice words to say uh, about the podcast. Uh, he, he really likes that that Lara shares her perspective from her work because you don't hear that perspective a lot. That was really, uh, really important to him. Yeah, thanks, Oscar. And now, Dr. Mike, he says that the movie passes the Bechdel test. I did not check, but... Uh, it does. I believe him. And uh, he asks, the belief in nobility slash heroism by sacrificing the one to save the many. Vi- Vision and Thanos both held this belief versus Cap and his no soldier left behind attitude or Scarlet's belief that one person is worth as much or more than many others. Is one right or wrong? Is it the methods that are moral or amoral? And do you see any connections to therapy and all this? That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. That's, that's a lot of stuff to unpack. <laughs> we touched on it a little bit, but I'm glad that those discussions were, were there. But I, it did bother me in the sense of uh, in what happened with Vision and why when the whole universe is at stake, 
of course, Cap is still going to be that one guy who's like, no, like every like, yes, one life is more important than than all the others. And I think, I think one of the, the great things about Civil War is that you could kind of fall on on either Cap or, or Tony Stark's side. And mm-hmm. it was kind of complicated. It wasn't a e- very easy problem. But here I feel like well, we're talking about the whole universe. Like we have a very clear way to stop Thanos and we didn't. And on top of that, we sacrificed a whole bunch of people in the process just for the chance. It wouldn't have necessarily stopped Thanos. He was destroying half of planets. I mean, he couldn't snap his fingers and make the whole universe have half the people disappear. But he still would have had five of the, sti- five of the six gems and could go planet to planet and destroy half of the planet. Thor almost killed them when he had six of them. So I've got two, two answers for Dr. Mike here. Um so in in canon, thinking about if we are in the story, it's really hard for humans to understand statistics like, you know, half the global planet population. But it's a lot easier for us to understand, like, the life of one person, especially someone we're closer to. So I think that might be wa- one reason why Cap says, you know, we don't trade life's, life for a life. Like... You, you know the people around you, you're going to try to protect their lives. It's just an easier statistic to hold in your mind. Um, the other thing I think is like from a story perspective, um, we love Vision and we're really invested in him. And um, I think that helps us to kind of stay along for the ride of the story. So I, I think that's probably why it happened. I don't know if I'm answering Dr. Mike's question about heroism and what's right. Um, but I think that's probably why why it happened. It's easier for us to think about the life of one person than half the planet. It's kind of the theme of the movie, yeah. right? It's kind of the theme of the entire movie. And you're seeing it at a grand scale with Thanos. And you're seeing it in a smaller scale with... Even, even when Doctor Strange said... If it's between saving you or the kid and the time stone, I'm saving the time stone. Yeah, like this is yeah. this is does not. There's no discussion here. Right. Uh, he's very clear that the for him, right, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and and everybody is kind of struggling with that. Again, having so you have Wakanda, which just came like Black Panther was a phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so much about black empowerment and the black experience, and then. Now you're just sacrificing all of these black people for, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, technically, Vision isn't a white man. <laughs> he no, is a... a robot evolving into a white man. <laughs> oh. because that's his evolution. <laughs> yeah, they show he's evolving. It's true, right? He's evolving into Paul Bettany, like stock Paul Bettany. He's not <laughs> evolving. He can switch back and forth. But yes, he <laughs> is. That but he is. Like he, wa- he, could, he wasn't that before. No, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not better. No, it's not better. Right? He does but they choose were like, that form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, Tony says he's evolving. He's thinking. And then that's the form that, that he chooses. Right. So I don't know. It just feels it just it feels like it takes away a lot from like what we just had with Black Panther. Again, maybe maybe it's just like we're 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 each looking at it from a different moral standing. Right. And and yeah. I think it's obvious where I where I kind of stand. It uh, it reminds me of the the trolley problem. Yeah, can you yeah, remind yeah, yeah. Our, our listeners? Uh, that's that's the like philosophical. Uh, how do you phrase that? Brain idea, <laughs> thought it's challenge. Like a brain, yeah, thought challenge. It's not yeah. the right not phrase. Something like no, that. Not at all. Nobody's gonna help <laughs> no. me out here. Cool, that's fine. Uh, it's it's a 
Oh my God! It's thought experiment. That's the word I was looking for. I was gonna say that, but <laughs> I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> I thought it was not right. I was like, no, thought experiment. You don't do experiments with your thoughts. Yes, you do all the <laughs> time. You do, yes. It's one of my interventions I use like every day at work. It, <laughs> the trolley problem. Uh, it's it is a classic dilemma in which there is a a a trolley on tracks and it's definitely going to hit a person. But if you pull the switch instead, or what is it? It'll hit five people. But if you pull the switch instead, it'll hit one person. And so it's like you have to choose between inaction where five people die or action where one person dies. And, and you have to make that choice. And, and how do you make that choice? And it's, uh, it's interesting and in- interesting thought. And it definitely sounds like this whole movie is very much related to that. And I think that brings up the concept of there isn't I mean, there isn't a right answer to it. It's a it's a I mean, in general, I feel like. I would be the kind of person who would want to help the many rather than the one. But with me having an emotional attachment to some of these, to all of these characters, but to Vision too, I don't see why he should have to sacrifice himself Is if there is a chance to save him. Maybe it bothers me that Scarlet Witch ended up doing it anyway. Right. After all the people died. And right. then on top of that, it didn't matter because she died and they died and everybody died. Like there was a lot of like, well, it, it didn't matter in the end. Right. This is definitely more of a journey and not a destination movie. Right. I but, mean, I, th- I think it it is more similar to Civil War where there is no right or wrong answer as um, I think, Laura, you're, you're making yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, we can we can debate this. We can debate was Star Lord right in um, in acting on his emotions or or Drax when yeah. they were at the collector's uh, collection, <laughs> um, for lack of a better word. But when they were at the collector with the collector and Drax just runs up and then oh make him sleep and bam makes noise. But he was acting on emotion rather than waiting. For the for the long game, as was Gamora when she mm-hmm. decided to uh, take the um, the Guardians to uh, nowhere, um, when she had a pretty good idea that um, Thanos was going to be there and she could lead him to the Soul Gem, and when Gamora saved Nebula and when Star Lord killed yeah. uh, or tried to kill uh, Gamora, like mm-hmm. this this theme kept coming up over and over and over, and again. Thanos having to kill Gamora to get the the Soul yeah. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. If we dig deeper, it could also be about love and anger and emotions and how um, maybe Thanos is saying something here. Or maybe that's what part one is so much about is these emotions that um, make us care for each other. Thanos is using that um, to exploit uh, people to get what he wants. I don't know. Well, and when uh, he sees Gamora at the end, there was when he has whatever vision it was, and she asks him, "What did it cost you?" And he said, "Everything." Mm-hmm. And then she asks, "Was it worth it?" I think that sums up the whole movie. Right. Yeah. 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 It was sacrifice left and right. But uh, yeah, everybody's coming at it from a, from a very different place. And and yeah, definitely when when Vision says, "I know this isn't fair," and it's not fair that it has to be you. Mm-hmm. Because if someone else would have had the power to destroy the, it would the stone, have been a little easier, I think. Would have been much easier, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the she fact would that still it was, lose him, but... yeah, but the fact that it was his partner, right? His the person that that he had a relationship with, 
that made it very difficult. I still think Wakanda shouldn't have done that, but <laughs> I well, but then, but then you would have been asking her to have to kill him because even if they pulled the gem out, right, she would have to destroy it. There could be a way if the gem was there to recreate him, possibly. Oh, so. there are so many layers to this that I think are bothering me. Also, the fact that Shuri was like, but we're in this situation because you, Banner, and Stark weren't smart enough to do it this other way, which would have been way simpler and we wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, well, like, and that was, the best. Like that. that was the best. I love that. <laughs> Shuri for Galactic Emperor right now. <laughs> I would love to see the Wakanda Space Empire in the next movie. Um, oh, yeah, the one that they announced in the comics. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But like, what kind, where, where T'Challa, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I... But I mean, T'Challa's gone now, but I would have loved the scene where it's like, T'Challa, like you, you're willing to help us with all this situation? And it's like, yeah, I know what the Infinity Stones are. Like, we're, Wakandans are out all over space. Like, yeah, of course yeah, we yeah. know who Thanos is, instead of him being like a plot device. <laughs> I do want to say, because I was bad-mouthing Star-Lord a little bit earlier for emotionally attacking Thanos, he did respect Gamora's wishes, and he did try yeah, to kill he her. Um yep. Thanos just turned his gun into, uh, you know, bubbles. shooting bubbles, um, which when he's he's bending reality, I loved it. I love when he turned like Drax into like this abstract painting. I uh, immediately <laughs> thought Drax was dead and I was like, no. <laughs> right. But then later it was the same thing. No. <laughs> and then a lot of no to everyone else. Oh, so man. part of Dr. Mike's multi-layered question at the end, he says if there, if there are any connections or connotations for, for therapy. And so I've, there was one time in my clinical training where I asked a supervisor, since we're here to help our clients achieve their goals, what if their goals are like, what if an, a client comes to me? It's like, yeah, destruction I'm, of half of the universe or is <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm really nervous about this thing I have to do. Oh, like, wh- wh- what do you have to do? Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting into like bank robbery and I get really anxious before <laughs> uh, every bank robbery. Like, could you help me deal with that so I could do that better? And I brought up this particular example, like robbing banks to my supervisor <laughs> and the the conversation we had afterwards was like, well, you have a duty to help your your clients do something that wouldn't cause them harm, right? And like committing a crime could lead to them getting arrested and like doing all this other stuff. And that's the the perspective that that they came at it to when 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 we discussed it. That was my clinical supervisor. But I've also had conversations with when when I lived in North Carolina, I was um, in my area there were many, many certified Christian counselors. And like that was a, a certification that you would that you would want on your website to attract particular clients. But then I also had clients. I, I didn't do that, and I had clients who sought me out because I didn't do that, and they wanted a particular point of view from their from their therapist. Now, how that plays out in therapy is I don't know. I, that's probably more complicated than than we want to get into now. But those are the things that came to mind. Any thoughts for the uh, any other thoughts on the therapist in the room? Yeah, I what really sticked out to me was the experience of going to see this film and um of course i have a biased experience aside opening night um thursday night thursday evening and so not only did most of the people in line were they wearing the same captain america t-shirt everyone had that captain america t-shirt with the shield on it but um this was um 
a community event where a bunch of people were coming together. They were talking in line. They were having conversations. We were having a shared experience. And we also had a shared sense of loss. Um, I think there's a lot that we can take away from this movie that can spark conversations about loss and about sacrifice and about these themes that we're talking about. So um, if someone if someone watched this movie, cares about it, and I might be working with them, I, I can ask them, you know, what was what was the hardest loss for you here? And how did that impact you? And, and what is it about this character that resonates for you so much? I mean, what was so tragic to me uh, was Peter Parker's loss, not only because the camera does hang on him more, but he wasn't given a shot in life compared to these other individuals. He didn't get a chance to grow up. He didn't get a chance to graduate high school. He had so much of his life ahead of him. And um, that, to me, makes me really sad. And it makes me think of losses in my life and losing my brother and how he, um, there's so much more uh, that could have happened in his life. So I think that's where it was hitting me. And I think those those types of conversations can come out of this movie because this movie elicits so much related to characters that you love so much. Uh, I think Ali's right about the, I mean, the sense of loss and the and the being able to watch the movie and, and get those things out of it. I think if you're looking for more of the moral dilemma, I think it's a, a good example. Maybe you're working with someone that's watched the movie and, like Ali said, enjoys it and, and um, talking about, like, are they upset about, like Josue is about Wakanda getting sacrificed for the vision and why do you have these feelings about it and why or the other way if you're like me and say I don't want to say screw Wakanda but like (laughs) I would want to fight for the vision until the end as far as I could because there is still a chance that they could save everybody not just the universe but the vision too and so if they lean that way, talking about, but why is that important to you? Maybe they lost somebody and they think that that one person is important to, like, the vision is important to Scarlet Witch. Okay. And then <laughs> we have another question from Cat uh, MFT, which I don't know why she signed uh, the QQ form Cat MFT. That's that's Cat from Geek Family Therapy, podcast on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. Hey, Cat. She says, with the understanding that Iron Man has had some post-traumatic growth, do you see Spider-Man dying in his arms as a possible trigger for relapse, or will he be able to continue on the path of growth if you see his attempt at having a normal life as post-traumatic growth? So Iron Man 3 was all about how Avengers affected Tony. And it's, you know, and we see him with symptoms of PTSD and we see in this movie that he is like he wants closure for what happened in New York. And now this is like so much worse. Everything he went through in this movie is so much worse than everything that he's gone through before. (laughs) Oh, man. Poor Tony. I feel bad for Thor. And Thor is a god, a super powerful god that in this movie was like powered up to 11. And then Tony is still just a human. A dude in a suit. Yeah. 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 So, and then oof. think about what's going to happen when he gets back to Earth. Pepper is leaving him. I feel if she's so bad still, for him. if she didn't fade if away. If she didn't fade away, oh no, that's <laughs> even worse. But if he gets back and she faded away, they're never mm-hmm. going to have their little baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, until until she comes back. Until she comes back and then <laughs> slaps him in the face for going on the ship. Uh. It, it the weight of the events of the previous films did 
you you saw it on on Tony Stark, and you he he referenced the destruction in New York, and he referenced how hard of a chance, hard of a time he's had dealing with the situation. And I think we see it in, we see some of the growth there with the gravity at which he's approaching this, this problem, the seriousness he's approaching with it. And, um, I think he's at a place given what we saw in Iron Man three and also in Spider-Man homecoming that he's he's in a place where he's much better better able to deal with these kind of things. So, Josue, I agree. The stakes here are so much more than what we saw in the first Avengers film. I also think Iron Man has has grown and is better able to understand what he's feeling and thinking and what he wants to do. So, I see him very much like uh, Batman in the sense that like right now, he, uh, Pepper said, you don't need to have that arc reactor in your chest. He's like, yeah, but like you never know. I just want to keep you safe. And with the nanotech suit, it's with him at all times. I don't think that that is there because he's afraid. I think he is empowered and ready to go, right? Like, like I don't see Batman as someone who is who has a problem. I see him as somebody who is acting out a solution. But if this is like a, a relapse or anything like that, I mean... This could like how could this not affect this you? Could, this could be his like, Robin, like his the death of Robin for Batman. Well, I mean, I, I mean, don't know. This is just like this is horrible. This is so much worse than that. this. Uh, yeah. is like, and yeah, then half the is, universe gone. Yeah, so I have no idea how they're portraying. I mean, I'm assuming Avengers four will pick up right after. I really doubt it's like five years later, and then what like if it, people, no, no, no. What if it does? Because that could that could answer this question. We we can't see right now what the consequences are of any of this. But what if the film takes takes place? What if it begins five years later? That's the first l- little subtitle right over there. Then we could really see how this has impacted Tony Stark. We could see how it's impacted Earth. Um, what is Rocket doing? Um, because he is the best. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to see that. Rocket's going to pick up Bucky's gun now that Bucky's gone. Because he wouldn't sell it to him. So. <laughs> How awesome was it when Rocket gave that eye to Thor? That was so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. I got a feeling Avengers 4, it's going to do a lot of wild stuff with time. I don't know how. There is a time stone. There's a time stone. And I think we're going to go all over the place and something and and it's going to end in a way where you're like, what? And then Marvel Phase 4 is going to be like nothing what we expect. Crossover with Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> if the doctor shows up, Josue is going to lose it. I would. I would. Um, there's still, I don't know. There's still, I still feel like because these are movies, they're still playing it safe, even though they've gone... It feels like they've gone full comic book here. I don't think they're going to really go full comic book as in 2018, you know? Because in the comic books, they, they kill Tony Stark off, they replace him with a young girl, and then and, and that's okay. You do that for a while, and then you come back. Like in the movies, I don't know if they're going to... I don't know if Phase 4 is going to gonna do something like that i think that would be great but i don't think it's gonna happen movies do still run on mostly a star system and they are actor and celebrity led so yeah they're not going to i don't think they're going to replace iron man um but they might retire some of these heroes and uh open or up kill them. or yeah by killing them probably <laughs> or retiring them um 
and we're it's going to open the door for some of the other characters that they've really developed. Like I, I don't think we're going to have uh, Guardians Volume Three is probably going to wrap up that version of Guardians of the Galaxy, and then maybe Sylvester Stallone's original Guardians crew is, is going to be the next one. Who knows? But uh, yeah, but what I mean is like with the six Infinity Gems, you could literally do anything. tons of time travel change reality, take people's souls into another another uh, existence, right? Like, there's so many things you could do with the reality, uh, with the Infinity Stones, and I don't think they're going to go all the way into it. Like, I'm surprised that they went as far, they, they went as far as they did with it in this movie, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to take it to, to its potential in the, in the next movie. And really, I don't see that Thanos would have a reason to. What if he, like, what's his motivation now? What does he do if his life's work has been to eliminate half the universe's population? He's done that. So what does he do now? Well, he said like he was just going to rest. And you see him at the end. Resting. But resting. you have complete power. You're not you're not going to be resting. For but long. he had a singular focus. He had only had like as as much as he is the villain in the movie, he only had one goal and he achieved that goal. And. And it's done. So I don't know how many of you have parents who have retired, but from from my <laughs> experience, you you have to find some meaning and purpose. When you mm-hmm. have completed your purpose, you have to find new purpose. And he's going to have to do that. And that new purpose might lead us to a wild time travel Avengers 4 plot. <laughs> no. No. I can't wait to see you guys duke it out when... The next movie comes out. And when I'm when I'm right, when we go back <laughs> to this episode of GT Radio and Hasue has to say, Ali, you were right. Yeah, Ali, you were right. Uh, the Avengers 4 is called Thanos' Unretirement, where he finds <laughs> meaning and purpose in while retired in Orlando. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Thinks, Fort what do Lauderdale. I do? He starts Thanos. a podcast. Out of retirement, back in action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weekend at Thanos. He's got an Etsy store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He starts a podcast. He starts. He's an got Etsy some. Store. He's making a Infinity Gem jewelry shop. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love it's that. like instead of beads, it's Infinity Gems. That would be great. Like, yeah, yeah, That'd yeah. Be great. I love yep. how Kat's question about post traumatic growth <laughs> went in this direction. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our discussion of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Any any last thoughts? I have a question. Go for it. Are are there any? On camera smoochies in Infinity War. Yes. yes, yes, there are. Tell me all. Tell me all the smoochies. Vision and Scarlet Witch. Gamora and Star Lord. Okay. Gamora and Star Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pepper Potts and uh, Tony Stark. Do they at the beginning? Do they? Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do. They kiss goodbye. Yeah. No, not goodbye. It's when they're st- before uh, Doctor Strange shows up. Rocket, okay. Okay. Raccoon, and Groot. Nope. That's my head <laughs> cannon. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, that was so sad, Rocket. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this was more of a people dying movie than a people smooching movie. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm I'm honestly a little disappointed, I but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Well, but there was I mean there was some like with the Vision and Scarlet Witch, there was some very like I'm gonna die and you have to kill me. I love you, Smoochie. And and Lauren, they were like doing this honeymoon thing. For like a few weeks before all the destruction and death came. 
Also, all the smooches are heterosexual, but they are like interspecies. Like one is with an android, <laughs> one is with an android, and another is with aliens. Where was Valkyrie? Yeah, I'm Where guessing is Valkyrie? Valkyrie's dead. She got is she wait, got poop wait a minute. Too. Is all Valkyrie of... was on the ship? Everybody on the ship died. Is all yeah. of, is Thor the last surviving yes. as guardian? Thor, the last no. as guardian. That's his next movie. Technically, so so I mean, if we want to go with those crazy theories about uh, like what the next movie could be or future movies, Lady Sif is out there. Yeah, she right? was not there on Asgard when. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so because she's on NBC's Blind Spot. So crossover with Blind Spot. This movie really begins with Ragnarok being achieved. The Ragnarok ended with them saying, with you know, hope. yeah, with hope, because Ragnarok is not a place. It's, you know, it's it's like an idea. It's the people. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> and all of the and people are And now they're dead. all dead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a bummer. Ragnarok actually happened. Poor Thor. So. Tough yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like why I'm thinking, you know, there's going to be another snap and Asgard will be back. And just like everybody else will be back. I'm guessing we're gonna we're gonna return to a status quo. Like I talked about Secret Wars uh, in in the Slack, right? That if the mm-hmm. next movie was called Secret Wars, I, I'm sure it would be very different than what happened in the in both Secret Wars that happened in the comic books. Can you just tell us a little bit about what Secret Wars is? What it is doesn't really matter. The point is that after Secret Wars, people come back from the dead. <laughs> the universe was reset yeah. in a way that even in the last time they actually merged different existences. So like Miles Morales, who was in, who was the Spider-Man of another earth. Where Peter Parker is dead. <laughs> for some reason appears in this world, right? In in the main uh, earth's, uh, what is it? 616? Is that where is the, old, the main one? Is that where old man Logan is also like suddenly here in Manhattan? Yeah, exactly. He's from yeah. like an alternate right, uh, right. earth and now he shows up here. I mean, that's something that that I'm really surprised that in the Flash on C, on the CW they've embraced completely, and actually the whole Arrowverse on TV, mm-hmm. where they have parallel Earths, and they've even said like, oh, that old Flash TV series from the '90s, that's actually a parallel Earth, and Supergirl, and Supergirl. takes place in a parallel yeah. Earth, yeah. yeah. And so, and there's multiple yeah. versions of the same people constantly, and that's something that the Marvel universe has. It's never really messed with it. And DC's always done the multiverse better, though I think in their comics than Marvel has. I don't. I don't. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say argue that. it either way. I, I mean, wouldn't. yeah. I mean, I think I think that they've done great stuff in in both of them. Uh, it's it's like a it's a cool um, plot device, and and it it allows all these different characters. And in Secret Wars, at the end of the last one, they basically you know the world everything is reset and all the people who had died aren't dead anymore and and in a very strange way like with very little explanation like uh miles morales's mom on his earth was dead but then when he joins this earth they're alive and and actually there's like a cataclysm like all these worlds are are being destroyed at the end of um the last kind of infinity uh, i think it was called infinity the last story arc and then that was following a whole Avengers arc where the Avengers were aware. And actually there is kind of a similarity here in like the, the idea of sacrificing and in the comics uh, they, they knew that 
two two parallel Earths would meet and collide, and there was something like you basically had to choose one or the other. And they were doing this over and over, like they did this hundreds of times, where they had to um, destroy another Earth just to save ours. And that was the Illuminati doing stuff like that. Like, see, like the the, the comics really <laughs> go out there, and they they go. And the movies are trying to rein it in so that the general public will yeah you have come to see yeah, the yeah. movies the non husways the non comic readers <laughs> but in this in this movie they did they did do the snap the fingers and it was done i mean technically at the end of that one i don't know i think i do want everybody to come back you know <laughs> at the end of the last mm-hmm. episode um you know we talked about grief and i was like well does it cheapen it if if everybody comes back i don't know but i want everybody to come back that would be great i don't want everyone to come back because i do want there to feel like there are some consequences here but I, but i do want gamora to come back as a as a big Zoe Saldana fan, I, I want her to come back. So I, that makes me selfish, and I feel like then I want everyone to come back. So I'm very <laughs> conflicted here. But we know people are coming back. Like again, Spider Man Two is coming out, Black Panther Two is coming out. I guess the the question for me is how much of a reset is there going to be? And I hope it's a mixed reset. I hope some things are restored, <laughs> like Gamora, and I hope some things are not. So there are some consequences here. Which is like Secret Wars. And technically, I mean, the the biggest fan service in the world would be that in the next movie, at the end, someone, I don't know who or how, uh, there's another snapping of the fingers. And with all the gems in place, all of a sudden... The X-Men are part of this universe now. Everything is is put together. Deadpool. Dead, yeah, because and that's the X-Men part, right? And then yeah. you have a new Fantastic Four that shows up. Fuck it, go all in. Star Wars is now uh, in the same universe, uh, right? So it's like you see the we'll, Millennium Falcon we'll uh, get, flyby. We will definitely get the X-Men and Fantastic Four, but the Fox deal is still a year away. I, I, think, the, um, I think that's going to be end of phase five. We might see like a Wolverine claw in the post-credit cameo for avengers five <laughs> or something like that um that's coming but that's that's a, a ways away but that would be that would make sense if you just reset that universe also and it's like well no we have a new new x-men new wolverine new everything hey you didn't need right? secret so, wars like, to bring spider-man in no you needed a lot of money and back <laughs> that's, deals true. Yeah. And that's true that's true you know <laughs> who has a lot of money number disney <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and yet yeah. sony yeah. Have a lot is more still now. doing Venom. <laughs> yeah, again, the, a lot of paperwork. <laughs> a lot of deals and, and yeah. to, to get that done. Yep, yep, yep. So for the next Avengers movie, we want a hard reset and more smooches. I'm down And lots with and lots smooches. of rocket. Yeah. I'm down with more smooches. <laughs> you literally can't you literally can't kill more people in the in the next movie without just having nobody left. So it's gotta go in the opposite direction. That's true. And the truth is, smooches will lead to more people eventually. Yeah. So yeah, right? yeah. So that is one way to do it. Lauren, I like your theory for yeah. <laughs> Avengers babies. Yeah, yeah. Come there on. You go. Oh, man, what a weird episode. I don't like this Lara and Ali team up. Ugh. <laughs> it's just because we're right. It's, o- it's only it temporary. Right. You know, it may have been biased because Ali and I were talking beforehand. Yeah, that's true. I hope you listen to this episode and be like, ugh, that didn't sound right. That doesn't sound That sounded doesn't beautiful. It sounded, it sounded great to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you you want me back on your same person 
same person. I'm just I, I don't I don't know what it's, I want it, anymore. It feels weird, right? I don't know what I the want Infinity anymore. The Infinity War did did a number on me. Okay, when you wrote Meh on the Slack channel, Josue, I was like, holy shit, he hated it. What the <laughs> was, fuck? <laughs> I was like, was, this is episode's going to be weird tonight, because I totally thought Josue was going to love this. That was that was trolling, of course. Of course uh, it was. I knew that. I was on three hours of sleep, and I was like, oh, shit, he hated this episode. No. Uh, <laughs> this episode's, our podcast is going to suck tonight. No, I, di- I didn't hate the movie. I didn't ask you guys what was your, your favorite scene. So I want to start with Lauren. Lauren, what was your favorite scene from the movie? <laughs> My favorite scene was when was was when Wonder Woman showed up and she put on the power glove and then she smooched all the girls and then she's like okay see you later and can just I, left. Can I watch that movie? Was really confused. That movie sounds great. Uh, why why can't I see the movie you saw? Such is such a good movie, you guys. <laughs> Worth every penny. That's my thought experiment. <laughs> Laura, did you have a favorite scene? Um, I mentioned a few of my favorite scenes, but the one that got the biggest reaction out of me, like I grabbed my wife's arm and started shaking it, was when Thor comes in with the new axe and like, and rockets on his shoulder and just like, they're fucking shit up. And it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a great moment. Ali. My favorite scene also involves Thor and it involves the Guardians. So when we meet the Guardians and uh, they're playing some classic rock and they're all kind of jamming and then Thor is there and seeing Thor and Star-Lord interact with each other and like (laughs) Star-Lord's deepened in his voice and Rocket is calling him out and Thor's like, I like this rabbit and... um, <laughs> all of that, all of that was great. Uh, it was, it was just so much fun to see these characters and their personalities bouncing off of each other. Yeah, I haven't had this much fun uh, at a movie. I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a movie this much from beginning to end. I think my dad's gonna love this. I've told you, my dad skips the boring parts of movies. He was right to the there action. There are not straight that to the many boring parts <laughs> here. This is yeah. all action, right? This is all action and comedy. And all action and comedy. <laughs> action and one-liners. And not enough smooches. And and I loved, uh, like, I was at the edge of my seat the entire movie. But there was one part that really, really hit me. It was like a personal moment, which was, or, or I guess it's really a line, which is when. Spider-Man comes back on the ship and Tony's like, kid, I told you to to leave. And they have like that exchange. But then, you know, when he finally stops joking around, he just looks at him and he's like, I can't be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I liked that line too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if that makes sense. And Tony's like, kid, (laughs) kid. (laughs) No, he said, I "I know that doesn't make sense. And then I said out loud, it does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I also need to say that I only caught about two-thirds of this movie's dialogue because my audience would laugh so hard at all the one-liners that we wouldn't. I wouldn't hear the next thing that people said. So <laughs> there's a lot of this movie that I probably completely missed, and I need to go see it again. I, I can't wait. I, I may go tomorrow. <laughs> I may go tomorrow. I definitely want to see it again. This has been GT Radio. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please let us know what you thought of the movie, what you thought of what we said. Um, let us know if you agree or disagree with some of the things that, that we said. You can find more episodes at geektherapy.com. Chat with us on Twitter. 
at Geek Therapy. And uh, Lara is at Geek Therapist. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Ali is at Ali Matu. And I'm at Josue Cardona. Again, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.